Hello, world. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, your host, Jarrett R. Crothers. I hope that you've had a blessed day and are ready some, for some fun. Wow, I cannot talk. I said first the Richard Berger. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to just skip right past that little verbiage. Uh, I hope that you are having a great day and are ready for some fun today. I am actually posting again within like um, a week or a couple days of my last post. So that's awesome. Pat on the back for me. Yeah, that was me patting myself on the back because before that I hadn't posted for like a month and a half. So I'm awful. I know, but I'm back and we are here. So we're back and I'm going to start with a little life update. So life is good from the last time this week kind of kicked my butt here at Ball State University Department of Theater and Dance. Uh, as some, as most of you know, I am a musical theater major here at Ball State. So I study music, theater, and dance. It's like a triple major almost. It's kind of crazy. So I'm dancing three days a week. I'm singing almost every day. I'm learning the basics of everything. And I am learning, learning, learning like a sponge, trying to take as much in as I can. And I'm so blessed to be here, so blessed to be surrounded by people who love what they do, be surrounded by people who are awesome at what they do and are just amazing people. And I just love, love, love that I'm here doing what I love to do. So we're out here. Fun little fact, I went downtown Indianapolis yesterday with my best friend Trinity. She's also a musical theater major here. And we visited a jazz club um, in downtown and we experienced some swing dancing and the Ball State Jazz Ensemble with their performance in Indianapolis. And their singer was Tatum Langley, who is a musical theater major here as well. And that girl can sing. Let's just put it there. It was so much fun. We swung. We watched the jazz band. We listened to Tatum just riff it up and scat it up. At the end of the night, they introduced each individual jazz band member and they each got a part to just like improv and do their thing and Tatum scatted which is just like a bunch of riffs like nah, I can't riff lol and she was just scatting for like a minute and a half and it was one of the most impressive things ever so shout out to you Tatum if you can go see the Ball State Jazz Ensemble or hear this girl sang some jazz songs you should because it was awesome but after that we just went to a small bar and restaurant um, down from the theater we ate some good food it was great I think it was called Kuma's K-U-M-A-S maybe I may be wrong but I don't know it was good food it was a great night and yeah great people so what can get better than that right now I'm feeling great I'm feeling blessed Trinity and I were talking about how awesome it is that we get to live our best life and that we get to live our dream every single day that we're here at Ball State and so it's just such a cool thing to to be able to do and I'm just very happy that I get to do it with some of my best friends so that's kind of a little life update so we're going to move straight into the theme for today today is a food Friday theme. I'm introducing this new series into the podcast because agriculture is such a big part of my life. I am the biggest foodie that you will meet. I'm not a picky eater at all. There's absolutely nothing that I won't try. There's one thing that I really don't prefer to eat and that's tuna, but 
I will try different forms of tuna because I'm always open to new stuff. And who knows, maybe someone will make tuna one way and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I like tuna. And then I'll be like, actually, I will eat anything and everything. But I've had some weird stuff out there. You know, I'm from Southern Ohio. Yeehaw. So we're into a lot of stuff. But I love, love, love food. And I come from an agricultural background. So I thought that I would talk more about agriculture on this podcast as another passion of mine that I get to talk about and explore. And I hope that a lot of people learn some things and this is going to be more interactive. So I hope that you can submit questions, email me and DM me on all the social medias, any questions that you have about agriculture. And we'll take an episode to just explore different topics and discuss different questions that you have. So please feel free to do that. You can email me at jarrettrcruthers at gmail.com or find me on all social medias and email me questions about agriculture, about food. It can be anything like, what's your favorite food, Jarrett? Which I won't say yet yet because maybe someone will ask it. And uh, it can also be about healthy living because I am a big supporter of health, healthy lifestyles, healthy living, eating right, eating good foods. Also working out and keeping up with yourself, taking care of yourself physically, mentally, nutritionally. I don't know if that's a word, but nutritionally. So yes agriculture is super duper cool. So before we dive in, I wanted to just start with a little quote for this episode. And when I was looking for quotes, I went off of the idea of all food is good food. That's a saying that we say in agriculture now. And when I say agriculture, I'm talking about um, people who support our in work in um, the agriculture industry. So that's farmers, that's people who create food, that's people who, um, deliver food. That's people who sell food. It's all having to do with food that's encompassed in the agriculture industry. And we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between agriculture and the food industry a little bit today. And we're just going to dive in. So when I talk about agriculture, I'm talking about mainly people who produce the food and create the fruit food rather than process and, um, deal with the food. So just so we are clear, that's what I'm talking about. So the quote today is from Paul Prudhomme, and it says, you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. And when I read that quote, I think there's two different layers to the quote itself. The first being that you don't have to have a lot of money to eat good food. I know nowadays it's so hard to find good food, and that is a real problem with our food system. I saw a picture on Facebook the other day, and it was a picture of a thing of French fries and a thing of fruit, and it said $1 for the fries and $5.99 for the fruit, and it said the problem with our food system. That is a problem with our food system, that to eat healthy, you have to pay more, but all food is good if eaten in moderation. You know, I am big with planning out my nutrition plan and making sure that I'm eating a balanced meal and that I'm getting enough calories, seeing that I'm dancing and a- dancing every day and that I'm active all the time, that I really have to count my calories. So it's just a matter of paying attention to what I eat rather than like reducing myself to what I'm eating. You know, everybody's body's different. You know, there's so many diets out there that work for people and good for them. For me, I just eat in moderation and I really count my calories and I have to see what's there. So I'm a broke college kid, you know, I'm on college campus, you know, a lot of fried food here, but I just have to eat in moderation. I really have to watch what I eat and look at um, my plate through a different lens rather than trying to buy more. You know, sometimes you got to sacrifice, sometimes you can indulge, and that's okay. The other way that I look at that is that you don't need a silver fork to eat good food, is that you don't have to 
listen to labels and I want to say reduce yourself to certain labels that are marked as good food to determine that it's good food. So what I'm saying that is when you're in the grocery store and you're looking at different kinds of foods, such as let's take orange juice, for example, if you're looking at an original Tropicana, um, pure premium orange juice that has the organic sticker and the non-GMO sticker on it, the ingredients are physically orange juice. Whereas if you look at the value brand, that's the same size, like a 52 fluid ounce bottle, that just says 100% orange juice, pulp-free, but it doesn't have those stickers, and you look at the prices, the Tropicana is going to be like $4, whereas the value brand is going to be $2. And you're paying absolutely $2 more for the exact same thing. You know, maybe it tastes a little different. Maybe there are some ingredients in there, but that's where moderation comes in, and you look at and you see, okay, I'm going to take the cheaper option, but I have to take into consideration also what the ingredients are. So um, in specific, you're paying almost $2 more for a GMO-free orange juice, when in reality there are no such things. You're paying for that sticker, which is a fear-based choice rather than just a facts-based choice. You know, you really have to do your research and you really have to look at things before you dive in and make a decision uh, such as buying something for $2 more when you're drinking the exact same thing. Obviously, once again, it comes down to ingredients. It can come down to processing too, but you can't make decisions that are going to affect the agriculture industry than the food industry. And I'm going to say that with very blanketed. I'm not going to dive into that too much. I hope that that raised some questions so that you guys can ask, hey, Jarrett, what are GMOs? Hey, Jarrett, what do you mean by fear-based versus fact-based? What, do you, where, what are some sources that I can look into? So maybe down the line we can have some conversation, have some, have some dialogue, and talk about these different things on the podcast. I'm just presenting a lot of different stuff today, so just be prepared and take it with a grain of salt and be like, oh, wow, that's that's a different way to look at it. So um, in a different episode, I hope to dive into uh, genetically modified organisms, which is what GMOs are, and pricing and ingredients and processing a little bit more in future episodes, but today we're kind of just going to talk about it. So that's... Um, Kind of the two ways that I took that that little quote quote about you don't need a silver fork to eat food is that you don't need a lot of money and you don't need to look at food and the way it's produced in a, I don't want to say pretentious, but that's the first word that comes to mind. And I know that can sound super insensitive, but in like a way that I only eat GMO free foods because in reality you're just going to be spending a lot more money and you're really hurting the agriculture industry overall. So once again, I say that with such a blanketed term and I want you to, to hear all that with an open mind and say, okay, Jarrett, I hope we get to talk about this more. And the way to get me to talk about this more is by asking me those questions and being like, what do you mean pretentious, Jarrett? You're calling me pretentious just because I eat organic? Hey, all food is good food. At the end of the day, you get to make the choice of what you get to eat and what you don't get to eat. You're the only one who can make that decision. Uh, I'm just here to present some different views and some different sides of it and maybe a different side than you've heard because the agriculture industry is not 
has not been very good with communicating with their consumers about things and being open-minded to the idea that all food is good food. So I'm here to tell you that there is someone in agriculture, there are agricultures out there that want you to make the right choices, but they want you to be educated in those choices. So period, done. So we're going to move on and talk a little bit about my history with agriculture. So I come from Trenton, Ohio, which is a very suburban, suburban place. It's on the very, very, very edge outskirts of what I would call the suburbs of Cincinnati. We, half of our city is very suburban and um, the neighboring cities are suburban. But if you go north, it is all cornfields and you get into farmland, farmland, farmland. So I actually grew up in the farmland. I grew up um, surrounded by farms. Um, We worked at farms. Um, Easily, I tell people, I'm like, I grew up on a farm because it's easy to explain kind of where I come from. And I was just surrounded by farmland. My grandpa farms a little bit. He farms hay and wheat. Friends, family friends were farmers. We worked on farms as kids, so farming was such a big life. But when my parents got divorced, my mom moved into the city, and my dad ended up also moving into the city. So we kind of lost that rural feel, but we were always country kids. I mean, my dad always went hunting. We were always eating always eating deer meat. We were always um, going to farms. We were always going to the county fair. I showed animals at the county fair and all that jazz. So I was surrounded around that environment. It wasn't until my freshman year that I got involved with the National FFA organization and the National 4-H organization that I really became an advocate for agriculture and I really delved into the agriculture industry. And for those of you that don't know, the National FFA organization is a youth organization, the largest youth organization in the nation, that has over 700,000 students. And it's an organization that focuses on career development, personal growth, and leadership through the lens of agriculture education. So it's a class, but it's also an organization Um, at our high school and at high schools across the nation where you take agriculture classes for credit as an elective. You learn about agriculture, animal science, plant sciences, the business of agriculture. And it's also an outside activity where we do leadership events, we do competitions, things like that. And 4-H is not like that. It's kind of just the club aspect outside where we learn about leadership, we learn about growth and careers in agriculture through different projects that we are presented at the county fair. So if you go to the county fair and you see the animals there and you see different shows happening, you see different exhibits there, those are 4-H projects that people put together and showcase at the fair. And throughout that process, we're taught all about leadership responsibility, uh, learning about different careers that we can do there. So my freshman year, I got involved specifically with FFA very, very much into. I was secretary of my chapter and vice president for two years. So I knew a lot about that organization, and I actually decided very early in my high school career that that's what I wanted to do with my life. We all know now I'm not doing anything agriculturally related, but in my industry, the musical theater industry and the theater industry, I hope that it's important that we create dialogue and we talk about things that we're passionate about. So I hope that I have an outlet. Um, I kind of created it, that created one through agriculture here in this industry. I think it's super duper important. So 
like I said, FFA kind of changed my life and I got really involved with that. I was in different competitions. I learned so, so, so much at my high school there in Trenton. Edgewood High School is where I went. And I got super involved with uh, agriculture and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the agriculture industry. We got to do so many different cool things. And I hope that in future episodes, we get to talk about that a little more. So uh, I'm going to kind of finish it there. I think that's a good ending place because as I said, I want this series to be super duper interactive and I want people to ask questions about different things in the agriculture industry, maybe more about FFA, maybe more about things that I did in the classroom and the idea of vocational education, the idea of interactive classrooms and things like that. So I'm, I think we're going to wrap this baby up. Super duper short episode today, super duper small ditty. So I hope you can listen to this really fast. Be like, whoa, that's a lot of cool things. I have so many questions and please submit those questions. So we're going to wrap this baby up. As always, you can find me on all social media platforms at Jared R. Crothers, except for Snapchat, where you can find me at C-O-O-P-I-D-J. Don't ask me. I made it in seventh grade. I have no idea what it means. So feel free to hit me up with questions, ideas for future podcast business, or if you just need to talk. Like I said, this is a super duper short podcast, but I want you all to ask me some questions. So the next Food Friday that we have, it can go up. So with that, I hope that you have a great day. I will see you next time. Love others, stay you, and live your best, live your best life. Once again, I can't talk. <laughs> Bye.